1: On One-on-one with Poppy Chua. Welcome to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Wednesday, October 1st, 2014, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome back to PapiChuloRadio.com and with his first visit here to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo, fan favorite adult industry star, Lorenzo Loretto. Welcome, Lorenzo.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: You're welcome, welcome. man. This is certainly a <laughs> pleasure and a treat, man. I know that you have not done anything interviews in a while and uh you know there there was a uh, a specific life event that happened to you uh a- a couple of years ago, that uh, unfortunately yeah. put you out of the game. And I know all of your fans and supporters have been curious to know what happened, how you're doing, how things are going. So, you know, I, I truly thank you, as well as Ms. Baby Boss and Platinum Pictures Inc., for allowing you to come on Poppy Chulo Radio and one on one with Poppy Chulo to share your story.
0: I don't have a problem with that. I love being real.
1: Absolutely man, and that's why we love you, so uh certainly very appreciative to you and and your support. You were one of our first guests when we transitioned over from just being the Poppy chulo show to being poppy chulo radio, so this is a, absolutely a treat for myself as well as for. Our listeners and your fans and supporters, I mean, you've pretty much been there since the beginning, always supporting me. And, uh, you know, I've always been supporting you and Platinum Pictures, Inc. and the entire Platinum Pictures, Inc. family. So uh, this is a bit of a reunion. Our first interview was uh, four years ago. So it's been a while and uh, I'm excited to get the chance to catch up with you.
0: Yeah. Damn, I didn't
1: didn't realize it was that long ago. I know, Lorenzo. You're getting old. I'm getting (laughs) old, too, but... (laughs) All right, cool. Exactly, man. So you're going to have to be doing, like, grandpa porn and that kind of stuff. Not yet. Okay. You still got enough time. (laughs) So, um... I like to start off uh, my one-on-one interviews by getting some of, uh, you know, the interviewees' stats out of the way, you know, because the majority of the listeners and your fans, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. They only see what they see you know, through the various scenes that you've done, the various pictures that are on the web, you know, whether they're watching the scenes on their TV, via DVD, or through their computer or mobile devices through the website. That's the only representation that they know of Lorenzo Loretto. So let's get some of your stats out the way. What's your height and weight?
0: My height is 5'10". My weight is 150, 149,
1: 150. Okay. What's your ethnicity?
0: Actually, I'm mixed, so uh, I am black and Puerto Rican.
1: There you go. What's your zodiac sign? Matars. Strong motherfucking bull. There you go. And uh, how old are you? I'm 32.
0: I'm getting up there.
1: You're not that (laughs) old. You're not grandpa
0: status yet. (laughs) No, that's what I said. Not yet. I'm not grandpa.
1: I'm still stepdaddy. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Look at that.
0: <laughs>
1: so I want to start off the actual interview portion of the interview by getting to know the man behind the performer. I want the listeners and your fans to get to know a bit more about Lorenzo Loretto, the person. Where are you from originally?
0: Philadelphia, born and raised.
1: Okay. Uh the playground is where you spent most of your days?
0: <laughs> the playground of that climbing out that girl that I was sucking in her back window.
1: Okay. I don't think that's <laughs> part of the Fresh Prince theme song, but um maybe that's maybe that's part of the remix. Yeah, yeah. Cool. What was that's, life that's like? My own, my own version. Okay. Oh well there you go what was life like for you growing up but what was lorenzo loretto like as a kid as a teenager
0: very adventurous and curious on different different type things early on i had a big interest in cars trying to find out uh, how to be a mechanic and then i got into a little thing of like drag racing and i did that with my godbrothers and everything so i was big on the racing and everything other than that was real estate. I was hype on real estate. need to be a landlord. Very, very bad on my own property and spend money to make money.
1: Can you share with the listeners what was going on with your life, what you were doing with your life prior to entering the adult industry?
0: Um, hmm. I was uh, I was doing a lot of flirting. <laughs> It was education and floating. That's, that's why I went on nine proms from from tenth grade to twelfth. Good grief. So. <laughs> I, I was I was a, a, um, a young man that spent money. I love to spend money and I love bitches. So yeah, it is what it does.
1: Well, there you go. <laughs> in total, how long have you been in the adult industry?
0: Total of 14 years. Okay. Especially.
1: Wow, that's crazy, man. It's insane. This is not, this
0: is, yeah, this is not my job. This is my career.
1: Exactly, man. I mean, that's certainly veteran status, and you've, you've done an incredible amount of work in the business, so I have to give you major props and kudos for that.
0: Appreciate it. Definitely
1: appreciate it. You're welcome. I know that you have some memory issues, and we're going to get into that a little bit later in the interview we're going to actually be discussing why uh you sort of had to uh you were forced to take a break from the industry and uh you know it's uh it's quite the story man and i'm glad that you're here today to be able to tell it so you know uh, I don't know if you do remember the interview that we did four years ago back in October in 2010. Uh, then I asked you, alongside uh, with my former original co-host, Bank Girl, how you got into the adult industry. You sort of spoke a little bit about being a dancer first, and then you hooked up with um, a New York company that, that didn't work out, and oh, and then... Good. And then, uh, obviously, you connected with Baby Boss and you joined Platinum Pictures, Inc. So can you give the listeners sort of a, um, a Cliff Notes version? So, you know, just in case if uh, they haven't had the chance to visit poppychularadio.com forward slash archives and download the first interview, can you sort of just give them a a, um, a synopsis of, like, how you entered the business?
0: Okay, here's a synopsis. Yeah, um, I was a dancer for a brief period of time Actually, I got into, when I got in the industry, I danced a little bit also. But um, I went to New York to work for some other company. I do not know the name of the company, if they're still around or not. Um, I had I had a bad experience with that. Uh, when I came back to Philly, I got, in, got into this conversation with Baby Boss. A lot of people do not know this, and I will reveal it now because it was actually different things that, it has to be placed on the table. Baby Ross is a family member of mine. It's my mother's youngest sister. So, it okay. is my aunt. I bought, I bought this crazy little situation that I wanted to involve myself with. And I brought it to her. She's a damn a business genius. So, she structured everything and told me, okay, the only way you could do this, you could do that. And you can be on this level. But you follow these techniques, follow these rules. It'll be good, and this is the reason why I following her directions this is why I'm still here today in the industry and still active.
1: That's what's up, man. That's so interesting, and it, I mean, it's just it's it's a great story. And uh, <laughs> wow, man, that's that's amazing. I mean, who uh, who would have thought that uh, you and Miss Baby Boss would be related?
0: Not everybody knows, but. I come from a family of freaks.
1: Man. <laughs> apparently, apparently, and Ms. <laughs> Baby Boss is, is like at the head of uh, the freakness.
0: Yeah, it, 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 no, the head of the freaky production. The real, the real ring leaders of the freakiness is my flirtatious mother and my horish ass father. So, well, there you go. two get together, and then he created me, and my wild ass. <laughs>
1: Good grief! Watch out now. So okay, so wait, so so you dance? Does that mean Lorenzo Loretto has? Do, do you still have moves? Do you know how to shake it? Shake, shake what your mama gave you?
0: Before I injury, yes, I'm, I'm catching up to it
1: right now. All right now, <laughs> there you go. Watch out, folks. <laughs> Another question that I asked uh, in the previous interview that I want to ask again, just in case for those that may have missed it, is about your porn name. I always feel like a name in the industry is an important thing to choose. you got to pick the right name. you got to pick a name that the fans can associate with you. You also have to pick a name that's kind of catchy enough that can... Uh, you know be um you know easily memorized by the fans so how did you come up with your poor name because i think your poor name is fan freaking <laughs>
0: thank you it was um it was a combination when it comes to lorenzo name it was a combination of my ideas because lorenzo's character name in my mind was alfonso that was originally what i was thinking about and i brought it to the boss and she said alfonso's good um, did you think about anything else? And she brought up the subject of Lorenzo, and it actually sparked my mind in a different level. And I said, you know what? It's it's a more common, exotic name. I like it. It's not just like Tom or Bill or some shit like that. It was just Lorenzo just stood out. So I liked it. And she came up with the Loretto. So she found out her own way to give me a last name of Loretto, and I love it. Lorenzo Loretto, it goes great. The LL, that's what what it's about.
1: Exactly, man. I mean, it was the perfect choice. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I I can't see you as anybody else but Lorenzo Loretto.
0: (laughs) Good, good, good.
1: Yeah, man. So I want to travel back in time with you, and uh, I want to talk about your first day on an official porn set. What was that experience like for you? Were you nervous, excited, scared? What was going on in your mind, you know, the first time on set?
0: First time on set for like maybe the first four to five minutes, I was a little nervous. And when I really looked at the chick that I was dealing with. and said, "All right, I'm happy and horny at the same time now." So she got a fat ass. She got them DSL lips, good dick sucking lips. I said, "All right, yeah, I'm I'm ready." And I, then I got excited. And I'm 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 a natural born freak, so I don't give a fuck with anybody else who's in the room. I'm getting my dick sucked. I'm fucking whatever you can watch or whatever. And that's why I didn't have no problem with doing the films. Because I'm, I'm I I'm have a free mind.
1: All right, now. That's great to hear. I mean, I wouldn't expect less from Lorenzo Loretto. <laughs> yeah. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? What is it about being in porn and doing scenes that you enjoy the most?
0: I enjoy the most is the satisfaction that I give the, the female in, in the scene, you know, and the fan the way the fans love my scene. It's, it's, uh, it's sort of an ego booster when it comes to my fans, but I look at it at the same time because I have been approached to say, oh, I love your work, I respect your work, and that was males and females that have told me. I had a guy in New York told me I am his his hero. And I. It, it took me back a little bit. I said, oh, wow, okay, I feel like a superhero now. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love it now. So it's it's something about the industry is something that I love when it comes to sex and making money and the attention and the fame of it. I love all those things being mixed in at the same time. You can't You can't get mad when you work for us, that you, oh, I, I, I bust a nut and I made some money. So, who's <laughs> getting mad about that?
1: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Great answer. <laughs> what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most on set?
0: <clears throat> well, it turns me on the most is to find out, uh, to understand the girl's, uh, what you say, sexual limitations. If she has next to no uh, real limitations, and if she's uh, an anal version, I love being that first motherfucker to crack that ass open. So I love that. The turn-offs. The turn-offs is the girls that say, oh, I'm this, I'm that, I can I can deep throw I can swallow, I can take dick in the ass and you can barely last the whole scene, especially with the anal. You can barely work it through the first position, but you say you're so hype on anal. Don't give me the bullshit. You give me the bullshit, I'm... I'm I'm tear that ass up. Because I'm... Now I'm disappointed, so don't... you Don't disrespect me, the company and my fans. Do not do that. So... That's, that's how, that's my turn on
1: and turn offs. Okay, that's completely understandable. I want to break a porn scene down with you. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Oral, vaginal sex, or anal sex?
0: Mm, the most? Because I enjoy all three. <laughs> the most, uh, hmm, I would honestly say the oral because uh-huh. the fact that I can see her facial reactions on sucking my dick, how she's enjoying it, how it's actually stimulating her. I'm looking at her eyes making sure she's in tune with me, me, and her seeing eye to eye. She respects my decisions on what the fuck I want her to do, what she don't have a choice to do. If I want her to choke on my dick, she's going to choke on my fucking dick. If I tell her I'm going to fuck her face, I'm going to fuck her face like it's a, a pussy or a ass. I don't give a fuck. I'm really, really raunchy and
1: wild. That's just me. All right now. Watch <laughs> out now. <laughs> In a scene, what's your favorite sexual position and does that differ from your favorite sexual position off camera?
0: Mm, I want to tell on scene, it's, uh, it's the doggy style position that I love to do. Face down, ass up for the girl. And I'm not on my knees fucking up on the back. No, I'm up on my motherfucking feet, and I'm struggling with that ass like I'm supposed to. I'm going to treat that bitch like it's a, she's a horse, and I'm a motherfucking polo player. So I'm active, and she's active, and she's actively kicking my dick. That's that's what I love on scene. At home, I can, I can actually get into missionary or another level. I'm gonna throw the legs up and everything, but I like to put the motherfucking knees in there on the forehead. I'm putting that bitch all the way back because I love seeing the fucking facial responses of my dick and how deep I am and her stomach jumping because my dick is all the way up in her. And I can see all the pleasure and so called pain on her face, but she's busting fucking nuts. A lot. Of- That's an ego booster. I haven't given a bitch an or orgasm. It, it just. Needs no motherfucking chest grow. It's just a real fucking ego booster.
1: All right, Mr. Polo Player. <laughs>
0: Got a jockey to these bitches.
1: There you go. And, of course, in a scene, the ending of the scene is always the pop shots. Where is your favorite place to shoot your load?
0: In the mouth, of course. In the mouth. I mean, titty, titty, actually, is cool. That's cute. I'll go ahead and I'll pop on her chest and everything, Great. Hey, rather than with all that, all that big pieces, To we'll put it in your mouth, bitch. Fuck it all off your fingers. My cum should end up in your mouth. That's how I do. Uh, that's why I don't do the the cream pies and all, all that other shit on my ass, on my back. Yeah, that's that's interesting for some folks. It, it's boring to me. That's just. That's just how I think.
1: How would you describe your fuck style? Let's pretend there's someone out there that's tuning in right now that's never heard of Lorenzo Loretto, that's just getting to know you. How would you describe to them your fuck style?
0: Hmm. My fuck style is uh, a little, hmm, you could say extreme, because I go from very, very nice, calm, cool, collected, and comedian uh type qualities and then I'm gonna turn to the sexual fucking maniac and I'm gonna want you to do every fucking position that I put you in. And I'm also it's all not only about the, the huge dick size, it's about the stroke. The stroke and emotion, you gotta fuck the bitch right. So I'm gonna make sure I fuck the bitch right. I'm gonna make sure I see the pleasure that she's actually getting of the dick. I don't give a fuck what hole that I'm in. I'm a clue. And I do it a little extra, legs all up, I, I put my toes in the mouth, I don't give a fuck, my fuck in the ass, fuck in the mouth. I ain't wiping shit off, I go ahead and I fuck you in the ass, pull my motherfucking dick out and go straight in your motherfucking mouth. I'm a wild boy, that's what I am.
1: I think that's obvious.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, it's the truth. Alright, you've done all different types of scenes. I mean, you've done scenes indoors, outdoors, on the floor, everywhere. (laughs) What has been one of your most memorable shoots? And why?
0: Memorable shoots? Oh, God. Car wreck. Car wreck? Uh, It was was interracial, and I love the fact that it was interracial, because That's something that I will be progressing progressing into next. But um, it was, I didn't have a real limitation on nothing with her. And Sarah was a motherfucking sweetheart. Her personality is cool. Off camera, on camera, any fucking thing I wanted this bitch to do, she did it. No hesitation. I could fuck her motherfucking face. It felt like pussy because I didn't feel not near teeth no, no tooth at all in my dick. The pussy, I can wear it out. Her ass, the bitch started asking me for harder strokes on the fucking ass. And I lost my motherfucking mind. It was just exciting. The, the whole script was exciting. Talking directly to the camera, because I'm talking directly to the motherfucking fans. The character was, I was talking to one individual. But no, fuck that, I was talking to y'all. You want to see how I express myself in certain situations. I am, for me, nasty, just adventurous, just adventurous. Like my nickname, I, I've had a lot of my bitches call me this nickname, Mr. Freak Nasty, and that's me. All
1: right, now, Freak Nasty. <laughs> In our last interview, you talked about wanting to work with uh, some big name females in the porn business, but uh, the majority of your work involves breaking in new girls into the industry. Why is that?
0: majority time, from, from the last time we had a interview, a lot of the women that I wanted to work with, a lot of them was in big... Contracts with other companies. Video Team was one. West Coast Productions was another one. Dark Side was another one. And I had to go through so many channels to work with that individual. And that was at the time. Now it's a little easier. So I will be moving to that that whole uh, hmm, movie, movie or series, and we'll bring in other big name women. To work with, them. so that's where the strategy is now. To go ahead and create that series, and make our uh, make our uh, moves to uh, make that complete. <laughs> now, the, the the girls with either no names or small names, that they want to get out there more. They want more money. So I have no problem working with you and. Broaden your fan base Because I have a lot of fans because okay if you come under my name and my fan base You're going to create other fans for yourself and then some other companies or other porn stars is going to see you and say okay Let's try to find out what's going on with her. How can we cast her for one of our scenes? And I had no problem with making a girl with basically no name or a small name a motherfucking star. I have no issue with that. Be a star like I'm a star. It's, this is an equal situation. Everybody needs to be able to make money and be <laughs> be a very positive situation in a freaky situation and sexual. <laughs> Everybody needs to do it.
1: Absolutely, man, and that's great to hear. It's nice to know that uh, that you, uh, you know, sort of seek out the the amateurs and the newbies, and uh, I mean, you get the chance to sort of break them in and uh, turn them into a top-notch performer because obviously they're going to be working with a top-notch performer.
0: Thank you, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> You're welcome, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I mean, you you get major praise and kudos here from us on Poppy Chulo Radio. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you.
0: You know, I have love for y'all. You already know that. Absolutely, That's man. Probably, you you Poppy Chulo, like you can't disrespect that man. Like he, you shit, man. You shit, man. Like don't let anybody disrespect you. Don't disrespect you or the motherfucking show.
1: Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. <laughs> you are known for working with uh, BBW women in your scenes. Yeah. Do you enjoy that in your personal life as well?
0: Actually, in my personal life, yes, I do. Um, technically, in my personal life, if, if she's thick or she's a BBW, she does have my attention. I have. Because of the experience with different shapes and sizes of women and over my life, shit, I lost my virginity at 14. But every chick, you know, I have them certain, they have different statuses with me. Some super thin girls, they feel like they are queen of everything and you want, she, want, she wants to be worshipped. That's not my style. Then you have the average size women. Like they, they like it, okay, and they appreciate the dick. But still, they really think like nobody, nobody else compares to them, and they're the top of my fucking totem pole. No, the fuck you not, bitch. The thick girls, the thick girls in the BBW girls, they actually respect and appreciate the man, whether they're giving them good love, rough dick, or just totally supportive, whether it be financially, emotionally, or physically. Big girls and thick girls, they, they respect that. And them bitches, them bitches appreciate the dick. Like, i some real shit. I don't know if they're not getting dick like that, or they're not getting enough good dick. All the thick bitches I've had are very appreciative
1: of the dick. Mm-hmm. Well, they're definitely not getting it the way you give it.
0: until they do get it from me.
1: Exactly, that I will guarantee. I don't think anybody gives it the way Lorenzo Loretto gives it. But that's just my opinion.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, yes.
1: You've been in the game for 14 years now. Obviously that brings you to veteran status. I mean, you're absolutely an adult industry veteran. You've been on the amateur side of things, and uh, I'm sure as you entered the industry, and maybe even to this day, there are some people in the business that you look up to, whether it's also on the amateur side or if it's on uh, the mainstream side. So my question for you is, who are some of the people in the industry that you look up to, whose uh, careers and their trajectory are, you know, are something that you show a lot of respect to?
0: All right. Um... <sighs> I'm not, I'm not, um, what you can call, uh, a guy that's looking for legends in different categories of, of race, like black, white, whatever. I, everybody is, is an equal to me. So the top performers that I actually look up to and I follow behind, of course, the legend, Ron Jeremy, he, he's a legend. Okay. I have... My teacher, I said, is my teacher? was the fate? And Nacho Vidal, he, he's the fucking man. I fucked with him. And Mr. Pete, that's my homie. And um, James Dean, I, I respect that man. He's a fucking genius when it comes to doing his projects. It's other women that I respect that's in the industry. I'm not sure if Janet Jackson is still in the industry, but I love her. I love her, and I love her style. Um, it's a, it's a couple women, Pinky, Pinky of course, Pinky and Charity of course, and it's just several other women. I can't even think of all the names, but I'm looking at these individuals like, okay, they started from here, they did this move, they did that move, they created a real name and fan base for themselves, and then it, you put them on a box cover for a DVD because VHS is is over with with the DVDs, or put them on the website, your website is being flooded. You know, it's certain guys that have the major fucking fan bases, like Sean, like, ah, uh, Mr. Marcus, when he was working, he has this huge fan base. James Dean has a huge man base. And James Dean has a, a, an enormous fan base. And especially with a lot of the women, they also carry their own thing. Like, Rico Lips, I don't, I haven't checked and see if she's still working, but her fan base is incredible. You know, so I look at things like that, and I honor to them people on the hard work they have done over the years, and to create a real, real substanti- I'm not gonna say substantial, uh, productive fan base and following
1: those are some really great names uh, that you listed and uh... yeah some good excellent choices do you Uh, watch your own scenes or films now obviously i mean you you uh... direct some of the productions so uh, you may need to watch some things maybe you know in the editing booth and that kind of stuff but besides like work do you ever just sit down and watch some of the scenes and the films that you've done?
0: Actually, yes. Yes, I'm not going to say all the time, but it's frequent probably two, maybe three times a month. I'm looking at past footage. Things I I liked about the scene, things about that, that individual I'm doing a production with, different positions that I did, and I'm saying, okay, damn, that looked good at the time, and it looked good like that. Now... I should bring that into another project I'm, I'm working on now. That sexual position, the verb the, the verbiage that I would actually speak to a woman. These all types of this bitch, that bitch, whore bitch, whatever the fuck it is. And I'm listening to myself. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm back in that bag now. I, I'm I got my I got my real freaky freaky self together and. I'm on a whole nother level in my freak shit and just have to be more productive when it comes to the scripts and the scenes. Just fill the scene and then fill that bitch with that motherfucking dick and fuck her ridiculously and make it look good. So the fans will actually appreciate spending the money because for that satisfaction.
1: How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? The first porn film that you ever saw in your life?
0: Ah, damn. Uh, I would say, I don't know, 13, 14, 14, Uh, the summer summer before high school. And I think a friend of mine that used to live on my block, he was watching something down the street. I, I just came over his house because he was supposed to play the game and he was sneaking watching some shit and he turned it back on and this is the first time of me seeing I said, they get the fuck and get paid for it? How the fuck do I do that? <laughs> How old are these motherfuckers? Like, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to find out, but that was the first thing. I was, I was 14 years old right before I lost my identity.
1: Oh, <laughs> right now. Was porn something that had ever crossed your mind as something that you wanted to try to do before you ended up in the industry? I know that you were dancing and things like that, but as far as just porn in general, was that something you were like, hmm, maybe I should give that a try one day?
0: What it was was um in about 17, when I was about 17, I started thinking about what do I want to do after high school. And three things came to mind, of course, uh, being a doctor, I wanted to be a doctor. I Wanted to be a pediatrician because I love children. Number two was um, going to be a firefighter, but it didn't. It didn't work out in my mind like it was. It was actually feasible to do, especially to the firefighters. that got killed every time in fires. And the third thing was fucking and getting paid for it. And I looked at a few more points. Some some more points and. I knew about prostitutes and all that shit, but to be on film and both of us were getting paid, that's not a prostitution to me. Like, that's, that's a hard work of job. So that's how I looked at it. And when I got out of high school, I jumped into the dancing thing because a few friends of mine told me, okay, go ahead and do this. I did the um, nude modeling for a minute for uh, Puerto RicanMail.com. And and they're, they're no longer around no more. And I went to try to get into the porn industry. I jumped into some other company in New York, and it was it was the worst. And I, I didn't even complete the same fuck fucking money shot and all that. Like it, it was just horrible. It was just horrible. Then I came back, I had a few discussions with a few people, and then Platinum pictures was basically created at the time, and I went for it.
1: Overall, in your career in the industry and in the 14 years that you've been in the business, what has been the funniest thing that has ever happened to you on a porn set?
0: The funniest thing that happened to me or it happened within the, within the scene?
1: Well, it's up to you, however you want to answer it.
0: Okay. Funny shit that happened to me uh, is very, very small, but the biggest thing that happened at the porn set was. We were doing an all oral scene it was me, young lady, she was pregnant and Skeet Adams and we're doing a scene, we're passing the back and forth the head and I'm getting my dicks up, I'm passing her head to him, he's getting his dick up. But the crazy thing was it was all outdoors, which you already know, you know I have no problem with an outdoor scene. And all of a sudden, he looked up at me with a baffled face, like something was wrong. I'm looking behind me, like what the hell's behind me? And he immediately turns around, and it's a fucking dog, licking and sniffing his ass. So, <laughs> somebody was just walking their dog, and it was just funny as hell to tell me that <laughs> she, we, we, got, we basically all out and out, and we got somebody that's walking up on us. With a with a, with a dog and it supposed to a close and it was just funny hilarious to, to us and it was an older woman so <laughs> it was just it was hilarious.
1: Well, there you go. Well, Granny got a knifeful. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Shout out to Skeet Adams because he was a fantastic performer.
0: Oh yes, yes. He's um. Is he still in, in living in California? I think he's even living in California or Vegas now. Okay, uh, that's I believe it, I believe it's now Vegas. I believe so.
1: From the funny to the embarrassing, uh, sometimes funny things can be embarrassing. So, has mm-hmm. anything embarrassing ever happened to you on set?
0: Oh, uh, besides when my bitch moved too fucking fast and a little. She was a cute big bitch, but her legs were too strong, and she moved on a position and pushed me the fuck back. And one of the cameras on the, on the set burned my motherfucking ass. Burned my motherfucking ass cheek. Uh, I think it was the right side. And it was embarrassing as fuck because the way I jumped up and started screaming like a little girl because I did not expect that fucking pain. <laughs> that was fucking embarrassing.
1: I would agree. Good grief! I mean, that just sounds painful and, and horrible.
0: Yeah, but to do it around some new bitch, nah, that that fit. as a man, like it don't sit right. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> What's the craziest thing that you've ever done in a scene?
0: Hmm. Huh. Well, all right. I did an all oil scene. This early on. I think it was uh, I think it was in one of the face movies, the Face One, or Face Two. And I'm getting hit on the side of the road, uh, side of the highway, and I'm only my, my my top of my head is really not even exposed because it's a small small little tunnel underneath the uh, the railing of the highway. And I'm doing my scene, and a cop car pulls up and stops right above me but they never looked down they never looked at me at all and I continued um I'm looking up the whole time like all right should I stop and I'm just I'm going hard baby boss like stop stop I said no and she kept videotaping it was it was wild because the the cop pulled off about three minutes later like two to three minutes later but it was wild like I I was basically caught I was caught because I wasn't supposed to be doing at that, that type of scene at that location at all. And I wasn't I was, I was being wild and a little fucking adventurous. And that was some wild shit.
1: I believe it, man. Wow, that sounds insane, crazy, intense, all of the above. <laughs> Good grief. Well, here's the question that I'm sure a lot of your fans and supporters are dying to know. It's it's the the big question of the interview. Emphasis on big. So I'm assuming you know exactly where I'm going. And the question mm-hmm. is the question is how much is Lorenzo Loretto packing?
0: I'm at nine inches. Hoping hoping I can get. God bless me for another half an inch at least, but I don't I'm at nine inches
1: (laughs) and something that I think is pretty evident in your scenes is the ridiculous pop shots, I mean the pop shots are insane, the cum shots are ridiculous, you you know, it's usually a lot you usually shoot a lot and it's crazy, I mean you're filling up You know, on occasion, uh, you know, wine glasses, shot glasses, you're, you're doing a bunch of crazy shit with the gum. So my question for you is, do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent and large pop shot or... You know, do you find that they're natural to you? Do you try to eat certain things, drink certain things, you know, vegetables, uh, uh, extra protein, fruits, or, you know, supplements, you know, vitamins, this, that, or the other? What do you do, or do you do anything to maintain the pop shot the way that they uh, are?
0: What I do, actually, is um, I drink a lot of juices, whether it's white grape juice, cranberry juice. Uh, eat fruits like kiwis, uh, oranges, tangerines, whatever, everything. And I refuse to have sex before a scene. I, I'm not like some of the West Coast performers that can do three, maybe four scenes in a two-day back-to-back basis. I, I, I I'm not, I'm not for that because it's too much stress on my body, and it, it will, it will. Make my cum shot smaller. I'm not into that. Just a drip. 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 That's not a cum shot. That, that's a even nose. That's what the fuck it is. Like other than that. I will go ahead. If I got a scene on Friday. I stopped fucking by Tuesday. Monday night was the last time any bitch. Whether it be personal or business. Got the dick. I'm not busting no nuts from Tuesday till Friday. And sometimes I will go ahead and I'll watch a little bit of certain porn so it'll get my dick hard. And I would not touch my dick at all and I'm just trying to make my dick stay hard and just, I'm, I'm timing it and say, okay, I'm not touching it. How long will my dick stay up? Sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's 12 minutes, sometimes it's 20 minutes depending on how long I've waited for not fucking. Mm-hmm. So... So I do that, keep my dick hard, and then I go ahead and I'm create these motherfucking nuts, these heavy nuts, on purpose.
1: All right, now. They're crazy nuts. So, uh, listeners, if you haven't had the chance <laughs> to see it, I mean, it, it, it's kind of insane. So uh, you definitely have to check Lorenzo Loretto out, and we'll be telling you how to do that very soon. Actually, I'll be telling you how to do that right now because... I want to share something with the listeners that uh, is, you know, a very special treat that Platinum Pictures Inc. is is doing for all of you. We're actually doing a contest, or I should say, Platinum Pictures Inc. is uh, is doing a contest through PoppyChuloRadio.com. And listeners, listen up right now. Stop what you're doing, ladies. If you're playing with yourself, stop doing that. You are gonna get the chance to win a free month membership for PlatinumPicturesInc.com right now. Now there are a couple of rules. There are gonna be two winners from tonight's broadcast and the rules are the following. You're gonna have to email the secret word slash secret phrase to contact at poppychuloradio.com. That email is contact c-o-n-t-a-c-t at poppychuloradio.com. The second rule, you're going to have to be on Twitter. You're going to have to be a member of Twitter and you're going to have to be following at poppychuloradio. So our Twitter profile of the station as well as Platinum Pictures Inc.'s Twitter account, which is at Platinum P-I-C-S-I-N-C So that's at Platinum Picks Inc. Everyone's probably wondering what's the secret word or phrase is. I haven't said that just yet. But just know that two winners will be selected and, uh, you know, you have to, basically, you have to be... The first person, the first two people to submit all of the proper information that is the secret word or phrase, as well as you have to be following at Poppy Chulo Radio and at Platinum Picks Inc. to win the prize. And uh, listeners, I mean, once I say it, you can feel free to send in your email. So just know it's the first two that send it in will be winning one month free membership to PlatinumPicturesInc.com. So what is the secret word or phrase? It is Dr. Loretto. So the secret word or phrase is Dr. Loretto. The first two to send that in to contact at poppychuloradio.com and that are also following at poppychuloradio and at Picks Inc. Will win. So, and how are we going to know if you're um, you're following us? Please include your Twitter handle in the email as well. So you have to email the secret word, and you have to email us your Twitter handle, and we will check things on our end here on Poppy Chula Radio, and Platinum Pictures Inc. will be checking on their end if you're following. So once again, you have to be following at Poppy Chula Radio and at Platinum Pics Inc. Platinum P I C S I N C. And you'll be finding out why the secret word or phrase is Dr. Loretto in just a little while. So let's jump back into the interview. Good luck to all those that are listening. Certainly a month-free membership of PlatinumPicturesInc.com is a fantastic prize, and all you've got to do is send an email with a couple of uh, little things in it. So I think that's a pretty good prize, don't you think so, Lorenzo Loretto?
0: Absolutely. Fantastic.
1: Fantastic. So jumping back into the interview I want to talk a little bit about some of the serious issues in the industry and I want to start off this section by talking about you and your family because obviously as you said earlier in the interview Miss Baby Boss is a part of your family so I'm assuming that your family knows about what you do. You know they know about your career in the adult industry. How do they feel about it? It's
0: it's actually it's a mixed feeling. Uh my mother knows she she's she's sitting there like, uh, I would have stopped it early on, but you're doing it now and you're famous, you're, you're you're famous, so you're still my son. That's my mother. My father, he's hyped, he said, Oh, all the bitches all the you get to fuck all the bitches. There's a guarantee that you get in the pussy and you get ass? and the bitches swallow it? Oh, Bobby, Bobby. Oh, I love it. Okay. But a bitch will never put me on camera. So <laughs> so he's a natural freaky whore. My grandfather is the same way. My grandmother, she's more in the business, but she accepts and loves her grandson regardless of any fucking thing. A lot of my cousins, they're, they're cool with it. As long as I'm not fucking their girlfriends or, you know, their neighbors. <laughs> not yet. But um, <laughs> other than that, uh, for the most part, they're, they're cool with it. I don't have ultra-religious family members. They just want to tell me I'm going to hell with X, Y, and Z. I don't, I don't have that. So I don't have to deal with that nonsense.
1: Okay, that's what's up. It's, it's good to hear that uh, it's a very positive feeling. So that's awesome. My next Mm -hmm. question for you is a question that might be a little bit difficult for you to answer in the sense that you live kind of in a bit of a bubble as a performer in the industry. You uh, work for a black-owned company, and uh, you have been very fortunate in not having to experience some of the stuff other performers have other black male performers and even black female performers have in the adult industry you know making their way through the companies in the mainstream side of the industry we've um, interviewed a lot of performers here on the station a lot of performers of color and for the most part I would say over 90% of uh, the male and female performers of color in the adult industry have experienced some sort of racism or discrimination in the industry. There have been a few that have been very fortunate, much like yourself, that uh, haven't experienced any racism or discrimination in the business. And uh, you know, but for the major, for the for the most part, the majority. Have experienced some sort of uh, discriminatory action, you know, upon them, or that, or you know, they've experienced, um, you know, maybe not blatantly, but uh, you know, subliminally, in the adult industry. So I am going to ask you this because I do ask all of the performers of color this, and particularly because i minored in Africana studies, and I, I just find issues with race and ethnicity fascinating, and and I think things, you know. Discrimination and racism should be exposed. So, my question for you is As a black male performer in the business, have you ever felt any racism or discrimination directed at you, or has the overall experience been a positive one? Because you you are, as I said, kind of in a bit of a bubble.
0: I am actually really in a bubble because I have never experienced it, and I feel bad for the people that actually have. So, I actually don't know anything about that. So I I know some people have went through it and it's been a headache and they felt disrespected, but I haven't done it or haven't had it done to me.
1: Okay, and that's a good thing. and, And I love your honesty, man. I really appreciate it and uh, I mean as I said I mean you have been a little bit of a bubble so you've been very fortunate in that regard and I'm glad that the experience has been overall a positive one for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah man. A lot of casual porn viewers may see all of the condomless sex and they may not necessarily realize that the industry is heavily tested regardless of the amount and the consistency of the testing in the business. Do you ever feel worried about catching a STI or worse on set.
0: I'm always concerned about it, but I, we only we're very, very hardcore on STD testing. Everybody must have a, a most recent STD testing every, basically every three weeks. We don't. We don't even play. On top of the fact that we use condoms safely. I'm addicted to condoms. Me, me and the Magnums we're best friends. But, um, <laughs> but other than that in the industry, I know it's a lot of unprotected sex. And when it comes to S C D, because there's so many names, whether they're big names or just lower level names, if they're going unprotected, most of them get their testing and they're they're cool with the individual that they're working with. But we honestly do not know who they're fucking outside the industry industry. And you know, John could be fucking with Melissa on the scene, but don't know. We don't know really the Alexis bitch that she got at home. We don't know who she's fucking, and she could be bringing STD towards him. And it's, it's 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 a really crazy situation. It's just that's what I mean. If you have your testing back that day, I'll do a kind of scene with you. It has to be that day. No, do No, hold it in twenty-four hours. I'll do a, a no condom scene with you if it's necessary. But other than that, condom scenes all the way.
1: All right. Now, the issue of condoms um, have really taken over the uh, adult industry press as well as the mainstream press whenever they cover the adult industry. I mean, they've been. You know, there have been legislation and, and, and things of that nature and they have been trying to create even stricter legislation in regards to performers being forced to wear condoms in scenes. So it's time for the great condom debate. What's your opinion on whether condoms should or should not be used in adult productions, and especially in regards to big government coming in and telling performers what they need to do?
0: I believe in freedom of choice. If you have a you have a choice. If you are offered a scene and you're told, yo, this is a no condom kind of scene, you must have to offer that. Like, okay, do you want it, or you, or you don't? Because you can. If this this scene is a no condom kind of scene, because you've been mostly used to condom kind of scenes, it's a freedom of choice. I don't think the government just has to come in there and you know put their royal fucking hand down on shit. And tell you, oh, you can't do this, you can't do any movies without condoms. No. In life, you will have sex naturally with a condom or no condom. It could be it putting you at risk to an STD, a lifelong STD also. And a motherfucking baby. And babies ain't cheap. So I had three kids. Young, young, young individuals, <laughs> them little individuals are expensive. So you have to be freedom of choice and when it comes to the industry I think the company should be more flexible Uh, this is a condom scene or this is not a condom scene the the whole movie don't have to be a condom based scene it could be one scene with it one scene without that is a freedom of choice type thing and it is it's actually great to spread the news of safe sex
1: great answer man really good answer speaking of safe sex and uh sort of just in the vein of uh you know not knowing what can happen as far as you know what what another performer does in their personal life and whatnot and what they can bring on set have you ever caught a sexually transmitted disease or infection in the fourteen years that you've been uh shooting porn
0: actually no. We've uh, we've made very very strict rules about that, and I've been big on condoms from the beginning. It was several several years when I did a no condom scene, and we had her paperwork, so I haven't had I've never experienced the STD uh, from at all because I'm very very strict on myself with condoms.
1: Okay, I like that. That's great to hear, man, and certainly. You know, amazing to hear because you've done numerous amounts of scenes. I mean, you know, hundreds of hundreds of scenes and you (laughs) haven't. So, I mean, that's honestly, I mean, that's a really good thing to hear.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. You're welcome. Is there a misconception or myth about performers that you would like to dispel?
0: Um, Actually, no, because maybe some myths are... Guys is running around taking all types of crazy ass prescriptions of uh, Viagra and all that bullshit. It's a lot of guys out here that's actually they have good uh, flow of blood to the dick, so it'll stay hard and they can go ahead and they can max them out a scene and they can have the energy there. And don't think that we are all pumping drugs in our system to perform for you no we're doing this because this is our job we enjoy doing it so it's a myth to think that we're we're drugging
1: ourselves we're not is there an aspect of the adult industry that you do not enjoy
0: Mm. actually in really not um besides you know not everybody has the, the proper marketing to spread their uh, spread their uh, fan base for the company or for that movie. And I think it should be more marketing, it should be more promotion for that company. If you take the time and you do a great scene, you do a great scene, I don't give a damn who company you're working for. And the scene is phenomenal. You need to add the advertising out there to promote your scene. You've already put yourself out there. You're f- fucking nude on camera. Uh, you need to get paid for it. Like this is how I feel. You what? You have people just sitting there watching and always watching your stuff. They should be paying you. So just make
1: it in general.
0: It's a very very supportive uh, type of business for everyone.
1: Cool. I like the sound of that. Good response, man. <laughs> Okay, so right now is the point of the interview, which I'm sure all of your hardcore fans and supporters have been eagerly anticipating and waiting for this next line of questioning. And this is because, uh, you know, your fans and supporters love you and adore you, and uh, they've been very concerned about you because something major happened in your life that forced you not only to to stop uh, filming, but to, to really, you know, force you to have to stop and pause for a minute to be able to make sure that you would be able to live and live a a proper and healthy life so you've been on, on hiatus from filming for quite some time and the reason is a very serious one i mean something very you know horrible happened to you man and i'm i'm very thankful and grateful that you're even here Today to be able to talk to me because what happened to you is very serious, and uh, very scary. So can you please yeah. share with uh, your fans and supporters what happened to you that fateful night that uh, forced you to put a pause on your adult industry career and to focus on your real life?
0: Okay. All right. Here's uh here's the situation, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna put it in. Some type of detail that everybody can understand the situation that I was in. Uh, New Year's 2012, went to uh, a little party out in West Philadelphia, section of Philadelphia, and everything was good at the party. When we were going to be dropped home, I was a passenger in the, in the vehicle. It was two other, uh, actually it was three other people, the driver and the two ladies in the, in the back seats. And supposedly, we actually... Honestly, we all were drinking. The driver was the only one that actually wasn't drunk. And we had some type of bullshit-ass car bump in North Philadelphia. And it was bullshit. And the woman jumped out. She's yelling, cussing and everything. And it was a big-ass argument when the the driver and the other driver tried to come to some type of, uh, I guess, agreement. And it was about the bullshit as bumper accident. There's no damage at all or nothing. The paint ain't even scratched off. Um, the girl that I was uh, with at the time, the girl I was dealing with, she jumped out of the car. She's going off in her mouth and she's cussing at the other chick. And them two is arguing, fussing, and fighting. And as they started fighting, I'm just. Pull the chick that I was with, I pulled her away and try to break up the situation. Next thing so you know, that comes to a fight with me, the guy, and a bunch of his friends. So I'm handling my own. I'm fighting five guys at the same time. I'm handling my own. I'm I'm fucking some people up. A Couple of them is getting me a good shot or whatever, but everything is going the way it is. And out of anywhere, and I was told this later on, two new guys jumped in and one of the new guys had a long uh, object in their hands. It could have been, a, I think it was a baseball bat. a baseball bat or a fucking pipe. Either one. And the guy with the baseball bat hit me in the back of the head and he fucked me up. That's just the real world with you. And... Uh, the girl and a couple of other people that was needed to uh, my side because he, he, he put me down with it and they grabbed me, and brought me over to the Chinese store and I'm in the Chinese store, they call it 911 the ambulance got there certain subjects that I was told that what I happened, uh, that happened in the ambulance is I don't remember a lot of things that happened in the Chinese store or what I said in the Chinese store but they got me into the ambulance I start fighting the motherfucking paramedics they had to lock me down on a motherfucking stretcher they took me to the hospital I kept snapping the fuck out on people and after a while I passed the fuck out my brain swelled so much and it was pressing against my skull and they were questioning okay should we you know give him a brain operation to I actually crack his skull or remove a piece of my skull to calm the swelling down and they go and give me a couple drugs or whatever. I ended up from January 1st to January 27th, I was in a coma for the whole month, basically the whole month. And when I woke up, I talked to some of the family, well, I tried to talk but I really couldn't talk. Um... And I asked what day it was. I think New Year's that day, that year was on a Friday or some shit. And I don't remember now. But it was the, my family member told me it was a Tuesday or something. And I said, oh shit, I was knocked out for that long. I asked what hospital I'm at. They told me. And I said, okay, wow, four days. That, that's a long time. They told me no. It's the twenty seventh of January, not the not the sixth or whatever. And it was just it was baffling to me. I ended up in, in Temple Hospital, uh, went to another I guess rehab uh hospital till April. They tried to send me home for a little bit. It, it was it was good and it was bad. Same time I went back to it and back to the um, rehab hospital and was released Finally in October. So I've been doing a lot of therapy from there. And a lot of doctors that I've had, they are very, very happy and thankful that I've survived this much. And I am getting much better than when I was in 2012 and 2013. 2014 was a great year for us. Well, great year for me. I'm basically getting back to work And I have uh, a shitload of uh, fans that have been sending me messages, Twitter, Facebook, even emails, trying to find out, okay, did you retire out of the business? Like, what's going on? And Baby Ross put something out for me. I think Billy Jean put something out for me. And there was a couple people that was trying to find out, am I going to be coming back to the industry or am I done? My name's too ready to be done. I can move. My dick can get hard. I can fuck ridiculously. I just had a few issues with balance and making sure I can sit and hold my position. And now I'm back to work. It's part-time. I'm doing my motherfucking thing, taking everything day by day. But tell these bitches I'm back. And that's real shit. But um, it's on a part-time basis at at this point.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that, man. Uh, like, seriously, like, I'm I'm so glad that I'm getting the chance to talk to you that you're here to tell your story because I mean we were all worried for you we were all praying we were all sending positive energy and I'm glad that uh, that things have turned out positively for you I mean obviously as you said your recovery is, is day by day so you're still taking things day by yeah. day but it, it's great that, uh, that you sound good and uh, that you're back <laughs> to doing what you love to do and what we love to see you do
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for the love. Thank you to all the fans for all the love, and all the supportive emails and inboxes and Twitter messages I've received. Thank you all. And I'm learning now more officially, I'm learning now not only do I have fans in the U.S. and you know, just not just the East Coast, I, I have a large fan base in the East Coast. I am known worldwide. For real for real, I have some, some fans from Australia, uh, Norfolk, Scotland, and uh, Europe now, and, and Germany. I have a few older fans from Germany, it's surprising. So it's, it's, it feels good to be back. It feels good, and it feels like, okay, I do the proper work that I'm supposed to do. My fans will appreciate me coming back and, and going hard like I'm supposed to for my fan base.
1: Fantastic man, absolutely, and for all of your fans and supporters, I say you 're welcome i mean they i'm sure they were more than happy to send all of the wonderful messages to make sure that you were okay and uh, sending all the positive energy to make sure that everything turned out well and Since things are going well, things are definitely headed into the positive direction, and uh, you know you're taking things day by day and you're coming back uh, performing part time. There's a special project that was teased earlier when we talked about the special contest that uh, Platinum Pictures, Inc. is doing in um, in, in part with uh, with us here on Papi Chulo Radio, DrLoretto.com. I, I think that's a fantastic <laughs> name. And I think the concept <laughs> is genius. I, I mean, I just, I mean, I mean you know, who else would would make for a better uh, you know, gynecologist uh, dickologist, assologist whatever you want to call it
0: <laughs> than uh,
1: Lorenzo Loretto so um, DrLorenzo.com is obviously your brand new site so can you please fill the listeners in on what they should expect from the website and from this new uh, porn character of uh, the nasty and naughty Dr. Loretto
0: alright Here's the, here's, here's the whole spiel about Doc Loretto uh, first things first DocLoretto.com is not completed yet but we're only at this time only releasing on Platinum Pictures Goods. of course the parent company right now so you, all the releases you will see on PlatinumPicturesInc.com and, and next thing you know probably within by the end of the year, or the end of the year, the whole set, the whole site, will be completely up with all the projects and all the scenes for, for every season. Um, but other than that, uh, Doctor Loretto is a spoof reality uh, show, just like, um, like uh, Hollywood. Uh, I'm sorry, Husbands of Hollywood mm-hmm. is a spoof, kind of comedian uh, type of, <laughs> uh, show, reality show. So we're similar. The whole thing is if you have me and my uh, educated self that um, uh, we. I, I do therapy for the bitches. I start off with the mental therapy and it will lead into the physical therapy. And you know I I have some outrageous scenes and it, it some shit is over the top on purpose. It's just it wouldn't be natural if it wasn't, but um. <laughs> Uh, a lot of, a lot of great sex, a lot of freaky shit and, um, Dr. Loretto is going to be, it actually it's not going to be, it is, it, it is, it is a great move for us and it's a different path, but so we, we like to be different we, I love to be unique. So it's just something new and different for the fans and for my comeback. So.
1: Sounds it's, it's, good, it's, man. It's,
0: it's good. Yeah.
1: So, listeners, you definitely have to check it out. You can go to PlatinumPicturesInc.com right now to view episodes, and uh, very soon, uh, the actual website will be up and live and running. Fantastic. So, moving away from uh, talking about your work in the industry, I want to explore a little bit about you. And, uh, just your experiences, um, I guess it's related to the industry, but it's more so related to you and your life. Um, do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the business?
0: It is, there, there are some difficulties, but it's not as bad as certain people may think. You just gotta be, you gotta make a real Good choice on who you're going to be in a relationship with, whether they're in the industry or not in the industry. If they're in the industry, you know what they're doing. She knows what you're doing, and if you are cool with it, then that's good for y'all, and y'all aren't y'all respect each other's moves. That's fine. But if it's on with a woman, a woman like myself, with a woman that is out and not in the industry, I'm looking for a woman that will respect. And accept my occupation my career if you accept it and you respect it and as a male performer this is this is what I do for work baby when I'm at home you you're my baby you my boo whatever you still my bitch but I don't have to
1: <laughs> I don't have to just you're too much
0: make it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have to go ahead and and go there with you. Like, you already know. My dick come out. You know what the fuck to do with it. Fuck it, fuck it. Goddamn it, put in any hole you got. Like, bitch, I'll put it in your fucking ear so you can hear me coming. I don't give a fuck.
1: Lorenzo Loretto is very quotable. A lot of the shit that comes out (laughs) your mouth is just insane. (laughs) You're like All the stuff that you spit out your mouth are all like ready to be hashtags Because they're just classic
0: (laughs) I like to be uh, unique
1: Exactly I believe it I believe it Absolutely So My question for you is Because you mentioned You know Whether it's uh, someone that's in the industry or not That uh, So I'm assuming that you've dated both Performers in the industry and and those that are not. So my question for you is, when you're approaching a woman that's not in the industry, how do you explain your career choice?
0: For a woman that's not in the industry, uh, I let her. I let her know I am occupied. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, my occupation may you may be okay with it, you may not. I may turn you on. I may turn you off. Uh, it's your decision to be made on top of the fact that the matter is if you accept it this is what it is if you don't i'll see you at another time you know that's that's why i look at it and if she accepts it she knows when i have seen smoke my, my occupation respect when i have shoots or whatever if you want me to see on thursday and i got a scene on fucking friday Bitch, I can't give you the dick We can talk over the phone, bitch We can over, But I'm not going to get myself in a in a situation That I lose a nut Because you want to fuck No, 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 no If you my baby and you my, my girl or whatever Outside the industry Respect my boundary lines And if you get a woman that's like that And you can respect her boundary lines We got a good relationship
1: I like that answer, man. Great, great answer.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: You're welcome. <laughs> In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why?
0: The sexiest, yeah. Oh, all right. Um, my my youngest son's mother used to call it the, the V-cuts. And I'm going to tell you what the V-cut is. If you look at a Ken doll from Barbie, and you take the clothes off, and you look at his naked body underneath his abs, is the separation between his hips and his stomach, and it's always got that V-cut. I've had so many women that loves that motherfucking section of my body, and I love it. That's why I like to keep my stomach in shape, because it's a turn-on to a lot of women. On top of the fact, I don't wear no fucking drawers. Draws is fucking pointless to me. I am not a woman, I don't have a fucking menstrual. Do not restrict my dick. If my dick is in the pants, my dick is in the pants, but don't put me no motherfucking drawers on. You know? It it's hiding my fucking lead cuts, goddammit.
1: Well there you go. What about the flip side of that? What part of your body do you like the least?
0: Ah, the least. Ah. I would say I would say honestly. I don't have a part of my body that I like the least. I I love everything about me. I'm not trying to say be cocky or anything, but I'm not perfect. But uh, I meet my motherfucking expectations, so <laughs> it's, just, it's for me, I don't have a a, a part that I want to replace that I don't really find attractive, unattractive, or whatever.
1: All right, then. Well, that, that's good to hear. It's nice uh, It's nice to hear. I always think that uh, when people answer that question by saying that uh, they feel that there's nothing wrong with them, that that's a good thing. I mean, it's always great to be content with who you are and what you look like. So, major kudos mm-hmm. to that man. <laughs> what part of the female body, in your opinion, is the sexiest and why?
0: Oh, is the sexiest? Honestly, her face. I love Dottie Parts. I'm a I'm a big titty, big ass individual. If it comes as a matching set for one female, that's fucking great. But I'm looking at the face first. You gotta be a pretty sexy individual woman. It's just this I don't I don't want no UGG mug. I'm putting my dick in the UGG mug and you wanna call yourself my girlfriend. Nah, bitch. You got some dick that night I am, I'm not fucking you again. So, uh. And that's on some personal shit. Oh, fuck it. If, if she in the industry, she's not really, you know, my cup of tea on some personal shit. Eh, she's getting paid. I'm getting paid. We'll go ahead and do the same. I'm going to make it hot. She's going to make it hot. Fuck it. We're, we're employees. We work together. Like right? we're supposed to.
1: To shave or not to shave? That is the question. Shave. And yes, shave okay. Shave, shave. All right. <laughs> there, well, there you go. <laughs> I was talking about yourself and down there. Uh, yeah, shave. Okay, well, there I, you if, go. I, I'm not, I'm not having a whole bunch of hair around my dick and balls.
0: No, that's not cute. Take it a little low, or shave it all the fuck off. That's my opinion.
1: Well, there you go. I want to go back in time with you once more. How and when did you lose your virginity? <laughs> how
0: mm. uh, how I was a fucking super fucking flirt the first week in my fucking high school uh, I was 14 years old I lost my virginity within the first four days of, of high school and I lost it in the, the fucking place that I have no fucking issues with doing the scene in. I lost it in the park. I lost in the bitch bent over. She passed me and kind of, I wasn't going to dis- disappoint this bitch. She got a fat ass and she thick. Oh fuck you! You gonna to get to the dick, bitch? Right here, bend over, lay on the motherfucking tree. Uh, I just became nature boy in that motherfucking moment.
1: All right, nature boy. <laughs> Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique, something surprising.
0: Uh, something surprising. Uh, a lot of people don't know. I actually am hardcore into music. I am a music fanatic when it comes to R&B, a lot of old school R&B. And, um, hip-hop, of course, but I like Southern Rampers. More than knowing them. Besides New York, I can't I can't deny New York and Philly. But Atlanta, Florida, Texas, I love them rappers there. And but R&B, I'm cool with you know some of the new stuff like when Chris puts out stuff and you know Sierra or whatever might put it out, Janet or whatever will put it out. I'm cool with it. I'm jumping to that. But if it's some old school shit, I'm all up on it all up on it. I'll I'll put some Drew Hill on in a motherfucking in a heartbeat. hope <laughs> oh, some real
1: shit. Describe yourself in ten words or less.
0: <sighs> Adventurous. Loyal. Uh mm, mm mm. Freaky. Freaky, extremely freaky. Um, intelligent and uh,
1: creative. Awesome, man. Good choices. So the next set of questions are designed to allow the listeners to get to know some of your favorites. They're basically a group of five pop culture oriented questions so the first one is what are five of your most favorite television shows now this can be a list of all-time favorites or this can be a list of current favorites uh you know just the point is uh five favorite tv shows
0: okay five favorite tv shows okay uh currently is have a have nots that's my shit on top of the fact the game uh the game the game's good. Um power. Power on stars. That I love power. Um it was true blood, it's I'm still going and watching the old episodes, but I love true blood. And hmm. The last one was Martin.
1: Alright man, those are definitely good choices. Very cool, man. <laughs> Who are four of your all-time favorite music artists?
0: Ooh, number one Marvin Gaye. That's number one. Uh, honestly, R. Kelly, of course, and uh, Chris Brown also, and uh, Aaliyah. What are three
1: of your? all-time favorite movies? You know, what are three of your most favorite films?
0: Uh, most favorite? Oh, hey. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm go hard to go home. Friday was one of my favorite movies. I watched that bitch consistently. It used to be three, four times a day when I was younger. Um, besides that, besides Friday, was, um, uh, so remember the damn medical professor. Medical professor, And um uh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's fucking, she's been, oh painful.
1: What are two foods you can't live without?
0: Lasagna and uh, uh steak. Lasagna steak
1: and what is one of your guilty pleasures?
0: I am mean, I, I really should not feel guilty about it, but in certain situations, I am a little guilty. I have an oral sex fanatic. I am an oral sex fanatic, and I, I have a fetish for oral sex. I love to eat pussy. I can eat pussy for about an hour, hour and a half, nonstop. Then the bitch can get the dick. But she, she can suck my dick all day long also. But I have a real, real big urge of eating pussy.
1: All right, man. That doesn't sound like a guilty pleasure. It sounds more like an indulgence. But uh, but I'll take that as an answer.
0: <laughs>
1: What's next for Lorenzo well, besides I
0: like, Because uh, because I love fucking chocolate. <laughs> okay, there you go.
1: What's next for Lorenzo Loretto? What bleh, let me do that again. What's next for Lorenzo Loretto? What can uh, the listeners expect from you in the near future? I know we've got uh, Dr. Loretto on the line, but what else is uh, going to be coming up? Is there anything that you can share with us right now as far as what's going to be coming up for you in the future in the near future?
0: Okay. Um, near future, of course, is Dr. Reto, and we're going to be doing a, uh, working on an all oil uh, series, working on that now, and Lorenzo is going to be doing interracial, and it's it's a production we're working on now, right now, that has, Lorenzo's doing interracial scenes. Oh it's, my. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's already in the works, already in the works of, the scripts and everything's already been written. It's, we we on know we we started from the bottom note here. Okay? So <laughs> we gotta we gotta keep things in motion.
1: There you go. So that's certainly exciting. So but this does not mean that uh, we are not going to see Lorenzo Loretto banging some beautiful black women anymore.
0: Oh fuck that. All the bitches in your dick. I don't give a fuck what color, creed, or whatever the fuck that, that nationality is. The bitch don't get dick, whatever color she is. The, the bitch can be a though. Okay? okay? As long as the pussy ass and face is clean, she's getting a dick. <laughs> I don't give
1: a fuck. Fantastic. Sounds like a plan. So how can your fans and supporters reach you? Where can they find you on the web? Social networking, social media, official websites. Give them all of the goodies.
0: Okay. Official website, of course, Platinum Pictures, Inc., dot uh, com Twitter at Lorenzo Loretto and on Facebook just put in Lorenzo Loretto uh, inbox me send message there's uh, on, on the website there's an official uh, email for Lorenzo on there you can reach me those those few ways those couple ways
1: awesome man Good stuff. So, Lorenzo, this brings us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters out there?
0: Um, for my supporters and my fans, number one, I love all y'all. I don't give a damn if you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic. I love you all. And I'm very, my fans have supported me. Y'all have supported me everything. I have straight fans. I have bisexual fans, gay fans. I have fans that love every fucking thing. I call them trisexual. But I love y'all too. <laughs> because you've taken the time to become my friend once a- as a fan. And I love y'all. All my supporters, thank you for all the support and the investments that you have put into me and the company and things that's in my... In my <laughs> at my circle. You see what I'm saying? But I love all of y'all. Bobby, you know I love you, but you know it. So Bobby Chulo radio show is the shit. I don't mean, know. Like saying it's the motherfucking truth right here.
1: Well thank you man. I appreciate it. And the love certainly goes back to you, to Miss Baby Boss and the entire platinum uh, Pictures Inc. Family, you know, we've we both sort of been together since the beginning, kind of uh, ish in the sense. Uh, you guys have been definitely there from the beginning of what I've been doing, and uh, certainly the support has been there for you all since uh, you know I started blogging, and then the radio show, and then the radio station. So I certainly thank you guys for always supporting and always allowing. Uh, either the blog or the station to get a lot of exclusive content, exclusive press releases, and, of course, interviews. Uh, you know, I still cherish that amazing interview that we did on the blog with Miss Baby Boss as well as with you. And, of course, that insane interview that we did four years ago. Listeners, you certainly have to go to com for such archives because Lorenzo Loretta was getting a blowjob during the interview, and uh, that's something that needs to be heard Absolutely Because <laughs> that was nuts So it was, com- it was certainly unexpected The unexpected moment here On the station So uh, we're still waiting for Lorenzo Lerner To be fucking during an interview But I, I guess that'll, ha- that'll happen in the future
0: damn sure will. There damn. you go
1: Sounds like a plan So Lorenzo once again I want to Thank you so much for the interview I really appreciate it and thank you so much for the support
0: Oh, man, you're welcome. You're welcome. Awesome, thank you man. also. Thank
1: you also. You're welcome as well. And listeners, I would also like to thank you for tuning into One on One with Papi Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Papi Chulo every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can download this episode and many more, including Lorenzo Loretto's first uh, interview on the Poppy Chulo show back in... Uh, I believe it was October of 2010 by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppychuloradio. And like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppychuloradio. With that, Lorenzo Loretto and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night, good night, Joe.